0: Hello fellow podcast lover, welcome back to the Pendola Project. Today is episode 72, Monday Motivation, which supplements do you take? Today's topic, as you can assume, is supplements. You'll hear Matt and Aaron Pendola talk about which ones they believe in and which ones they think are really just placebos. More on that in just a second, but first, I want to check in on you. Are you doing okay? Are you taking care of yourself? This isolation from the coronavirus has gone on quite a while, and I hope that you are taking care of yourselves and your loved ones. I hope that you know we are with you, and we're going through this just like you are. Me, I'm doing fine. I just want things to go back to normal, even a modified normal, if that's what it takes. I can't wait to go to a coffee shop again, go out to eat. I miss going going to movies, but this experience has given me a lot of time to really reflect on what matters to me, what is important, what are my values, and I noticed that I have taken a lot of things for granted. So while, yes, I am staying busy and I'm doing new things, I'm building planter boxes for an herb garden. I did an acrylic painting the other night, but it's so many other aspects of my life that I've just not paid full attention to. But one area that I can tell you we will never take for granted is you listening to this podcast and engaging with us on our social media, with our newsletter, via email, emailing in your questions, your voice memos. We love hearing from you and you are are the reason we do this without you there is no pendola project and we appreciate you and we won't ever take you for granted whether this pandemic lasts or not There we go. I feel better. On to today's episode, which supplements do you take? Matt and Aaron talk about which ones they like, some that they don't like so much, but that aren't necessarily harmful. And then there are others that are actually harmful. And a lot of us have fallen into those traps, myself included. I remember being a 16-year-old meathead. And quite honestly, there were some questionable sales that were made to me, things that really shouldn't even be legal to sell to a 16-year-old idiot. And I was gobbling it up. Now I like to think I have a more well-rounded understanding of nutrition and my diet and my supplements, which, yes, I do take some. For example, I take vitamin D. I occasionally indulge in a protein powder, although it is a low quantity of protein. I take occasional fish oil, like krill oil and algae. And then I love kombucha. I am a shameless millennial hipster, and I drink kombucha every time I go to the grocery store. I pick up at least two bottles. It's bubbly, and it's fun to drink and it makes my tummy feel good oh and i would be lying if i said i didn't drink coffee which is technically a supplement it's caffeine i probably drink it a little too much sometimes especially when i'm tired maybe i didn't get enough rest and i need extra coffee which obviously does not replace good rest but you know sometimes it helps anyway that's enough from me let's get on with today's show episode 72 monday motivation which supplements do you take
1: Welcome back everyone. This is Matt Pandola with your Monday motivation.
2: Hello, this is me, Aaron, back with you today.
1: So today we're talking about, well what do we take for our supplements? How do we eat? What are the secrets that we have for our success? How do we get ripped, right, mm-hmm. Aaron?
2: <gasps> I suppose that could be part of it, yes.
1: Yes, yeah, so you take Rip Fuel 3000 and you exercise all day done. Podcast done.
2: All right. Have a good week, you guys. We'll see you next week.
1: Yeah. So when I was younger, when I was modeling, and again, I I was not a successful model. I was okay at it. But uh, again, I mentioned that those modeling days. Well, yeah, I guess I I'm like people to know I was a model and, and admire that. No, I'm not... I'm not a successful model in the sense that I was well known, but I did have some opportunities and I did have to have the abs and I did have to have the fitness. But I was in my 20s and really I didn't exercise smart, I exercised hard. And, you know, even in that sense, I would say I worked out. In other words, there wasn't a lot of training involved, it was more no plan as much as just i'm going to grind it out i'm going to work really hard my nutrition was very much was very similar and back in those days i really wanted to be able to eat a little bit more than my body was comfortable with i used to kind of stuff myself during a bulking phase so that i would be able to gain in my mind gain muscle i i thought that's the only way i could gain muscle And then I would, of course, lean and and cut. And yeah, I mean, technically it worked. I spent half my time bulking basically and then my next half cutting. But now I know better. I realized that I had actually gained too much fat. I force fed myself for no real reason. And I could have done it a lot more comfortably if I had just made those incremental adjustments in my nutrition to support my training. And then, of course, if I had trained smarter, I took many, many supplements back then. And uh, we'll get into that in in a few minutes. But what about what about you?
2: I have never been on the supplement bandwagon. I just I don't think it was ever something that I thought about,
1: not even as a professional dancer.
2: No, I mean that was so long ago and I, I feel like and I might be wrong here, but the whole supplement topic seemed to be more you know in in the strength area of things or like you're talking about more aesthetic topics coming up about how to how to get bigger and, and buffer and um, and dance We didn't you know talk about that stuff it was more I mean we definitely talked nutrition, but the supplements weren't part of that conversation
1: yeah and I think that mindset is so important to address when it comes to nutrition you almost never hear about the mindset part of it but yet that is the very culprit usually uh, w- we're emotionally eating or we're eating a certain way because we want to look like so-and-so. And I think that's more mental than than anything. We've been sold on something. We're inspired by somebody else. That's okay. But is that inspiration misplaced? And I think motivation, of course, is fleeting.
2: Well, yes. And talking about the, the motivation aspect of it, maybe it wasn't the supplements for me personally but yeah there was motivation to of course look a certain way and be a certain weight and I think that's changed a bit I mean like I say that was 20 plus years ago where someone could look at you and say okay you need to lose 10 pounds because the show is next week and we need you to look this certain way in this outfit but there wasn't really any process to get there it was like we'll just lose the 10 pounds so I'm not sure that was the best idea either
1: I know that as a dancer, you ran across a lot of appetite suppressants and eating disorders, unfortunately, very common with professional dancing as well. Would you talk about that for a minute?
2: Luckily, I, again, personally didn't experience much of that for myself. But yes, I did see it there. The one point I do remember um, one of the older dancers that I really looked up to um, had talked about this I don't know if it was a green tea kind of pill. I mean, it was something that was supposed to yeah, an appetite suppressant and she just loved these things. I mean, it was almost like, you know, just why are you so that you just, forgot you were hungry (laughs) Um, and that didn't appeal to me at all Uh, and I think maybe because I was just so young at the time although I I was tempted by that because she was kind of my idol and I thought gosh if I can do what she's doing I can dance like her but maybe somewhere in the back of my mind it clicked that well that's not the that's not going to make you dance like her just because you take these these pills she's taking. So hopefully it was or, you know, it was my age of being too young to to understand all that. But somehow I made it I made my I made it through without without having to experiment with that.
1: I think that you just brought up a really important but touchy subject, at least I think that the influencing out there, the influencers, it's two ways, really. You have the more obvious, I'm trying to make money by these products, and they're influencing you for that reason. And then the more innocent side of it is influencing others without realizing the harm you could potentially be doing. And I did that myself when I was... Looking, I guess most people would say my most aesthetic best. I had a friend of mine who was overweight and he asked me what he should be doing. And I told him, take Rip Fuel by Twin Lab. That's part of what I took.
2: Oh, that was a real name.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was, and it still is around. <laughs> oh, okay. I, Twin Lab, in my mind, is one of the better supplement companies out there. They're not as prevalent as they used to be, but they had a strong reputation back then. And just that was another thing that kind of screwed me up because you see a company like Twin Lab, and you're told it's a good company, a quality company, and their products costs a little bit more so you just assume you're paying for a better price uh, or more paying more because you're paying for more quality and really all it was was you know a lot of caffeine essentially that jacks you up and and makes you feel motivated temporarily and i fell right into that and unfortunately this was again mind you over 20 years ago 25 maybe 30 years ago even that i told my friend jamie yeah i start taking twin lab and then of course i I told him to to go ahead and and run. There's so many things back then that I didn't know as much about, but you don't just send somebody off on a running program and and have them run every morning. I wasn't a trainer. I was just his friend. But I thought I was doing him a favor, and really the – The poor kid ended up having like palpations. Uh, You know, he had heart problems. He was running out there in the heat too, trying to lose more weight that was on him. I didn't tell him to do that, but so that's that kind of stuff can really get dangerous.
2: Yeah, you definitely need to be careful. And again, like you're saying, that was so long ago that you didn't have the education uh, behind what you were saying. So at least now you. Have obviously, you know, completely switched that mode, and now you don't, you know. Again, we get, we are not nutrition experts by any means, but through um, the experience that we've had over the last, you know, years and years and years, we can now, you know, give some guidance. But you know, still, we're not we're not experts. But
1: yeah, and to give you guys an idea, I wanted to learn more about nutrition. And my mother had a strong background actually in it. And unfortunately, she did uh, pass away from cancer when I was still fairly young. But she influenced me and she allowed me to understand some of the benefits of nutrition. But she did work for GNC when she was when I was younger, when I was a kid. And I think even she was kind of duped by some of the the magic some of the pills they were selling you know back then it was there wasn't a lot of evidence right or wrong behind a lot of the products Uh, you, you know now things like creatine have been out for 20 years and it's more proven. And so back then, we would kind of fall, I think, into what uh, more of the pseudoscience was. And my mother was very intelligent about these things. But there were some things that I think she was overly sold on as well.
2: Well, that makes sense. I mean, that's part of her job was to, to sell all this. So she had to kind of believe in it or else I guess she wouldn't have a have had a very long career there.
1: Yeah, so why are we talking about these subjects? Why Why is this important to us? Part of it, I guess I would say, guys, just understand that Aaron and I really do believe in living a more natural or basic kind of uh, lifestyle approach to nutrition we don't want to have to rely on supplements there are a few that we're going to talk to you about today that we do take pretty regularly and we feel like that can be helping us but we're not to be to be honest with you we're not a hundred percent sure that it makes that make big of a difference and i think that's where a lot of people also just get get the wrong idea that if I take this supplement, it's going to have like this huge benefit. And why because you you've been sold that idea. Whereas really, if I take something, I'm looking for one to 3% benefit with already um, what I feel like is probably about an A or or B plus nutrition overall.
2: Yeah, that that's a good point too that you can take every supplement we're going to talk about today but if you don't have that you know the 8020 that we talked about um I believe it was last episode or the episode before that the 8020 rule on on clean eating then these things that we're gonna go over today probably won't do much um, for a positive effect anyhow. So yeah, this, that's why you know supplement means to supplement an already very solid uh, nutrition plan.
1: Yeah, so a listener question that we had was, how should I supplement in my aging athlete years? And essentially I thought, okay, of course this is a good subject, for anybody our age but really there's people in their 20s and even teens unfortunately taking things that are just unnecessary and even dangerous and then of course we've been sold as we get older that we need things like testosterone replacement therapy trt stuff like that and i'll talk a little bit on that myself as well today because i want people to really be armed with at least information that that we have to share what works for us versus what we actually are doing in a day in a week in a month in a year activity wise and realizing that we can support that amount of activity just with uh, well with good nutrition and really relying on sleep relying on recovery and uh, those type of benefits that we get instead of relying on a pill yeah
2: simplicity to me is key and I think back to when my parents were my age you know they're now in their 70s and so when they were my age I mean they didn't have any of this stuff and I mean they're they're doing great (laughs) you know (laughs) I know that's not like the the ideal comparison you but for for me looking at them like well they've always eaten well they've always you know been active they've lived lived a pretty healthy uh lifestyle and now they're in their 70s and they never needed any of this stuff so you know I think it's pretty it's simplicity for me is is key
1: Yeah, so we have different bodies. We all have our different characteristics, our habits. And what I mean by that is, for example, how much am I moving when I'm not training, when I'm not exercising? That's a part of the equation. So when you talk about fat burning, for example, or the ability to burn more fat, there's a lot of misconception around taking a fat burning pill or doing a high intensity interval training type of work workout that will burn tons of calories for days to follow. And that's really not effective. And that's not the truth. That's not the kind of information that is going to serve you. What you need to know is there's, there's no amount of exercise, guys, and I'm going to repeat this, there's really, there's no amount of exercise that's going to make up for a bad nutrition plan. No amount of exercise.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, I used to disagree with that when I was in my 20s because I thought I looked pretty good, but I probably didn't feel my best. So that's where it's changed for me there. So on that subject, what would you say, you know, a good daily foundational supplement regimen would be?
1: Okay, so first I'm going to stop and say, you really need to have a good idea about where your nutrition is. So have a few days where you would even document your nutrition now if you guys know that we're not calorie counters we don't really love to the idea of having to be a slave to counting calories but they're there's a set point and you want to know kind of where you're at. So once in a while, we will count um, calories. We will look at our overall plan, but it's more to make sure that we're getting in enough of the fuels that we need, not because we're intending to go on some kind of a, you know, deficit and certainly not a diet. So I just want to be clear about that when you have gotten that dialed in. And the reason why I say dial that in first, because you really wanna be able to get yourself set up with the most optimal plan possible and really see how that's affecting you. You may find that now you're sleeping better. You may find that now you're losing weight without doing anything else, or you may find that you know getting a small deficit, uh, a calorie deficit or a calorie surplus is going to help with your overall goal, but be armed with that information first, and then you can start to think about the supplements. And then I would say, first and foremost, If you are getting in, let's say, a multivitamin because you know you're not eating enough salad and you think you should get in more, my argument there is, you've heard this before, but you should listen back to our episode on fiber because Eating fiber is gonna allow you to feel full, but it's also, in general, you're getting a lot of leafy greens, good colors of the rainbow, micronutrients are gonna support your overall health, well-being. So that's something that you wanna be able to start to put into your plan, instead of popping that multivitamin pill, thinking that's gonna be the answer. But the main ingredients are the main things that we look at that we might not be getting enough in with our plan. Because in part of today's just our standards, but also just the quality of the food that we are getting, we'll start with our foundational fish oil. So why would we take fish oil, Aaron?
2: Well, depending on where you live and what area of the country or which country you live in. I mean, fish can may or may not be readily available, fresh, really good fish. So I think we lack just here in Reno, really, um, the availability. Uh, So if you are not able to eat fresh fish or fish on a you know a regular basis and you're not getting in the fish oil um, you do have you know a chance of increased inflammation and cell disease you can have decreased brain function um, insulin sensitivity just for for starters
1: yeah and even i take it for my blood pressure which is a lot of people don't even uh, think of that one and and of course I spent years taking the, the fat-burning pills with high blood pressure being hereditary in my family. You can imagine the problems that that caused, and I didn't even realize it at the time, including uh, insomnia, things like that. And I have to say, I'm drinking right now my green tea. This is organic green tea. And I think that that's an important subject to bring up, too. Why go organic? I don't go organic. We don't go organic on everything. But things like tea that I may be getting a lot of it in because I'm replacing this instead of drinking coffee all day, I'm drinking tea. I'm probably going to make the investment go organic because I'm drinking a lot of it.
2: Yeah, green tea is a great one. I don't I, I like it. I'd probably drink more. Uh, coffee than I should, but I could, you know, I'd give green tea a shot, see, see how that goes.
1: Yeah, well, I'm proud of us because we were drinking too much coffee. We recognized that and we started making some switches and I was telling you this before, but I honestly think I just wanted to, especially over the winter, we're starting to get in, now it's getting warmer, but uh, just being in the office all day and it was colder in here than it would be somehow the, the, the you know, it gets kind of trapped almost in the office. And so I started feeling like I just wanted something warm. And so instead of grabbing for a coffee, I started grabbing for the tea and I actually, I can say I already feel much, much better. Well, that's great. Yeah, not overdoing the caffeine, obviously. So with vitamin D3, that's our next thing we're gonna talk about a little bit more. If most people do have low levels of vitamin D3, and again, we're not doctors, so I'm not going to sit there and start spouting off what numbers you should have or what you should be tested at. That's that's not our job, but we do want to talk about why we take these things in our, potentially for our overall health, and vitamin D3, I'll start with me, what it does do is it, Helps me with my brain function, and I I do have ADD. I've shared that with you guys before, so that's also part of the reason why I'm doing the fat adaption. The fish oil all also obviously helps with that because we are it is very rich in omega three, and we are taking in just as a society way too much omega six and nine. So that's that's a big reason why I'm taking the fish oil as well. But with the vitamin D3, when you add those two together, it also has some additional cardiovascular benefits. And I also think that it helps with my testosterone. helps to boost my natural testosterone levels.
2: Um, I Yeah, I kind of remember that years ago. Gosh, Mia was tiny, and you had asked me to start getting you um, vitamin D3. So I would say that was even what six or seven years ago Um, so I would say by now if you've been taking it you know consistently and with your nutrition being what it has been over the last you know six seven years then you've obviously you know that will have some some good benefit but I'm sure it takes a little time to kind of build up right
1: yeah vitamin d3 takes time in your system as many things that are natural will be more incremental to sort of to build up but i would say that it's worth putting into your your program for most people because we just we don't get enough sun and even if we do get as much sun as we should it's hard because we're also putting sunscreen on.
2: I was just going to say that's kind of, yeah, you want to be out in the sun, get your vitamin D3, but you don't want to have too much sun. Then you got to slather on the sunscreen. So it's, it is kind of a cash way too. It's like, well, I need to be out in the sun to get my my vitamin D3, but it has to be also regulated so I'm not out there too much. And then, yeah, so I, I feel like that's a good Good staple supplement
1: to have. Yeah, vitamin D three was originally kind of dubbed as food from the sun, but um, you know what I started realizing over time, it especially it was because of the athletes I was working with, they they were deficient when they were tested almost every single time in vitamin D three, and unfortunately, especially females. Um, So, that's something that I feel comfortable saying is worth looking into. Again, I don't tell people, you should take this or you should take that. It's just something that I think is worth looking into.
2: Okay. And what about our next one, magnesium citrate?
1: Yeah. So, that's another one that I kind of discovered with my athletes. I had another episode or another podcast that I listened to is Joe DeFranco. And I've talked about this before, but I want to give credit to, to, to him. This was a few years back, maybe a little bit more than that. And he was talking about how magnesium citrate really helped to prevent cramping, especially with his athletes. And when they were doing things like, uh, sprints, it would help to relieve cramping in their calves, for example, in their feet. Cause, uh, those areas of your body that's more distal from your heart, they tend to cramp up more. And um, he claimed that within sometimes the very next day, as athletes would have no problems. And I was like, yeah, okay, right. And sure enough, that has actually been the case with several of my athletes and one sprinter that last year, she was um, she was actually uh, named the track athlete of the year and had started off her season with a lot of calf cramping issues and of course, yes, I programmed to get her calves stronger, but the magazine of Citrate allowed her to get on that track um, the very next day. So it helped a lot.
2: Yeah, I remember that story. You mentioned that to me. But for you, uh, besides hearing what Joe DeFranco was saying, you also started taking it for, for more for better sleep cycle.
1: I did. And and I certainly think that it can help. Again, that's one of the one percenters, though. I think it does help me sleep better. But I think that really, it's not enough if I'm drinking too much coffee.
2: Yeah, it won't it won't uh, cancel out the effects of the caffeine.
1: Right. So I still believe in taking it. And again, because I'm running more consistently and more than I have in years I think that that helps and is important but I take it um, I think it does help to support my sleep Uh, don't get me wrong but I do I take it more now for the to prevent uh, cramping to help my muscles relax which in in other words that's going to help with my recovery so I think that that's a really good tool to use but I did want to mention that part about my sleeping because again for a long time I think I just kept wanting to take more magnesium to help me sleep even more if I was taking more caffeine. And it doesn't really work like that. So eventually I was forced to really start to think about regulating that. And I know that's such an easy thing. Just don't drink as much coffee or don't have as much caffeine. But we've all been there when we have to be on and it's our job to be on. And and people are paying us good money when they come in to our facility and you want to be on you're tempted to have that cup of coffee so you just feel more alert and you're giving your client what they've come in and and paid for and given that attitude and that culture. And I'm not saying like a crazy, like rah, 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 cheerleader kind of trainer. I've never been that kind of trainer or coach, but just like sharp on. Like I know that my brain is, is just clicking at full throttle to give the proper answers and progressions and things like this that come up. And I think that that's where I got more addicted to the caffeine than I should have.
2: Yeah, for sure. I I couldn't understand that, although I did find that as the day went on, it didn't quite do as much for me as that first, you know, cup in the morning. So that tends to, you know, say to me like, well, maybe I just don't even need it because it's actually not going to feel that same great feeling I get in the morning with that first cup of coffee. So um, how about moving on to probiotics? What's your your take on probiotics?
1: Well, you know, I think you influence me more on that one.
2: Yeah, with, again, bringing back Mia. <laughs> That's how I, I personally started taking them was because her, uh, Mia's pediatrician, I want to say she was, gosh, two or three. I might be making that probably closer to three. But we, she had gone through, unfortunately, several episodes of strep before we got her tonsils out last year. Best thing we ever did on a side note there, but with all of the antibiotics she would have to take for these bouts of strep that poor thing would just, you know, knock her down. Her doctor suggested throwing in some probiotics. So after doing my own research and kind of seeing what it would do for her, I thought, well, this would probably be a good idea for me. So I've actually been taking them for for the same amount of time. Um, And I will say, I definitely feel, I don't know. I just, my gut feels better.
1: Yeah. And it's supposed to also help with things like improving your mood, which is well, probably, probably why you told me to take it.
2: Well, <laughs> well if your, if your tummy feels better and, and in turn your body feels better then that's going to improve your mood. I mean, I don't know if that's the, what you're saying or if there's some actual property in the probiotic that, you know, will improve your mood. But for me, yeah, if I, if I feel better, I'm going to, you know, physically feel better then my mood is also going to be better.
1: I think that when, again, we're not doctors, but when it comes to things like probiotics, you also want to consider taking those when you've been on antibiotics. And you're, that's uh, something not everybody realizes. If you go on to that antibiotic cycle, like you were saying with Mia getting strep before, it's we wanted her on the probiotics because essentially she was, the good bacteria in her stomach was also destroyed taking the. The antibiotic it kills everything. Am I right on that?
2: Yeah, that's what I was saying. Her, that's what her pediatrician had first suggested because I was getting concerned with the fact that, I mean, it seemed like every six weeks or eight weeks we'd be back in the doctor's office, and here you go, here's your next round of amoxicillin for ten days in her little body, and I was like, oh my gosh, this can't be good for her. And so when she had told me about the probiotics, I, yeah, that was one of the that was the reason is to keep that healthy uh, bacteria alive, and and. Uh, so we just now thankfully she hasn't had antibiotics in over a year but we still take them because it just like I say makes us makes us feel good
1: yeah so the next thing that we have in our cupboard i don't use it all the time. I don't think you use it very often.
2: No, I forget about it.
1: <laughs> it's our green drink. And that's, okay, so we say take your big ass salad, and that's uh, Mark Sisson. I'm. It's from the Primal Blueprint, and I like that um, overall program, but again, it's not necessarily for everybody. I think it has some positive points to it, and maybe some negative points for some as well, but I, I do want to again, uh, you know, talk about that big ass salad, because that's where I started to really pay more attention again with my athletes a lot of them that were having more of the issues seemed to kind of stray from the vegetables uh fruits and vegetables as much as they should be taking in but probably especially the vegetables and i don't think that i don't care how good a drink is a green drink or any kind of powder is it doesn't beat the real thing but that being said if you're not getting in your big ass salad that day and there's just sometimes when especially now during covid like we don't necessarily we're not going to go out just to grab greens Um, we're going to wait until we're going shopping for the week if we run out that might be a good time to get in that green drink so um
2: yeah i would much rather eat eat my greens then drink them but yes in that scenario or a scenario where um yeah we just ran out before the next shopping trip then at least you know you have that there or um you know if you're traveling and and you're not sure that you're going to be getting in that your nutrition that day like you know through the airport or, or driving or wherever it's such an easy you know thing to take with you and you just throw it in your water and there you go
1: yeah, I just, I will say as a caveat though, with a lot of carbohydrates, especially when you're talking about buying cereals and they're fortified with this, that, and the other vitamin, there's, there's not a lot of evidence that that is as beneficial as taking in the real thing. And again, with my experience, I would say that I don't feel like it's going to replace the real thing. So just be aware of that it's not necessarily bad that you're getting in these these uh, fortified foods but then when you're taking in again something like a green drink and a multivitamin and the fortified cereal are you potentially getting in too much of a good thing too so that's where it's just better to stick with the basics and just eat your big ass salad whenever possible
2: yeah i agree with that um the number six here this is probably one of the the biggest ones uh protein powder we get asked about protein powder a lot so uh I sorry, I can't comment too much on this from my personal experience because I use it so seldomly. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Matt, what do you say?
1: Yeah, so this is where I started mentioning before more about different bodies and body types and how we respond. And I'm known as a hard gainer. So, again, that means that I have to very consciously, you know, work to grow muscle size if that's what I want to do. And for somebody like you, you actually put on muscle very easily, which isn't the, it's like in reverse, right? Typical scenario, the guy would put on muscle easier and you are just, you know, again, you work very hard, but your genetics are just, it's almost like anything that you're going to do in your training, you you almost see that right away. And it's because your nutrition, your recovery are prioritized first. That's what I mean. Like even you can't just exercise a bad diet away, but you do see the results of what you're doing a little bit quicker. And I do think your body responds very well. Most people, they are not actually low in protein, especially in their protein intake, especially not considering their activity levels. Me as a hard gainer, and because I do a lot of running, it is actually important to me that I get in um, early and often my fuels right now. And I generally focus a little bit more on my fats and my protein. That's not to say I don't eat carbs, but I am working to be more fat adapted. And so that being said, most of the carbs I'm trying to take in are more cruciferous. So I've got my broccoli and my, you know, my vegetables and things like that. Um, but I certainly still would take in my fruits, but I want to make sure that I'm getting in enough protein. So I will tend to take in a little bit more protein, especially because it's, it's, it's nothing for me to go out and run in the mountains for a couple hours. And that. Is something that my body needs additional support for. I believe.
2: I have a question about the protein powder, actually, because this just came to my mind as you were talking. That um, again, kind of with the green drink, where I said I prefer to eat my my veggies, eat my greens. It's the same thing with protein, I prefer to eat it. Like I'd rather eat some hard boiled eggs instead of drinking that protein powder. But what I was thinking is, um, when I have had the protein powder, like I just mix it with water and chug it down it does not feel great on my stomach. Like I get bloated, excuse me, I get gassy, you know, it's just not, I think that's what kind of deterred me from really making that, you know, one of my supplements It's like, I just don't feel good when I, when I drink this. So do you hear that? Is that some, is that common?
1: Oh yeah. And there's a couple of things, at least again, in my experience could be happening and it's happened to me before too. One, you don't need as much protein to supplement with as you've been led to believe. Remember that we're being marketed to. And so of course I need to buy this so that I can take in at least, I don't know, 30, 40, some people take 50 or 60 grams in a serving. And uh, so I, I don't do it for those reasons. I do it more because I don't have time to make some eggs. Or because I want this to be uh, sitting in my stomach or digested a little bit quicker and doesn't take as long to break down. And that's where I do like the brain shake that I take from Nutrient. I've talked about them. They've been on the podcast. We actually interviewed uh, the Nutrient Reps And that was a lot of fun. We learned more about their products. But again, it's not something that I push. I just personally like to take it because it's also extremely high in fats. So it really supports my approach right now to my fat adaption.
2: And I know you were doing um, the protein powder more as well, like when you had a really tough day as far as you know demanding physically and or mentally and say you know I'd make dinner but then you would be going to bed a couple hours after that and you didn't want to go to bed hungry because what would happen is then by you know two three in the morning you're waking up so I know you would also use the protein powders kind of like tide you over you know to keep you full through the night so you could actually sleep well.
1: Yeah, it takes a little bit more for your body to break down protein. So, again, um, I will prefer to take in the real deal. And, uh, you know, even the triple zero yogurt we've talked about before, I like that a lot. I'll even put some whipped cream on it because it's only one or two grams of sugar at the most. In fact, that's going to be on our newsletter that we're putting out next. So make sure, by the way, that you are checking out our newsletter if you're not subscribed subscribe and we're giving all these pointers in the next newsletter but we want to be able to help you with a little bit more of what it is that most people struggle with and that is the mindset that I need to have X y and Z in order to be successful at this no you don't if anything it's just it's giving you a little bit of advantage and in some cases I do believe the products we talked about today they can all be in your cupboard and you can take them when you need them but very little or very oftentimes I should say we're, we're taking these products and we're taking too much of these products and that's where I want to kind of get away from and I try to minimize and see if anything what if I take less like how do I know you're asking about bloating before how did I know I was taking in too much because I started taking in less and realizing that my stomach felt better and realizing that my I didn't need all of that. I was forcing too much of it. Or sometimes it can be combining your foods. And once I started taking fats in and the good fats that I needed, then I was digesting that much, much better than I was before.
2: Yes. Well, I hope we gave you guys some good information, uh, answered some questions about some simple things you could supplement your diet with. Um, We did want to mention one that we do have in our cupboard that um, Dr. Knee, Dr. Knee's creatine, vitamin D3, and magnesium. So Dr. Naomi Albertson, she is an orthopedic doctor here in Reno. She's wonderful, but she has her own uh, supplement that she created at boneandmuscle.com. You can check that out. And that is one of the simple, because it does include, you know, like I said, the vitamin D3, creatine, and magnesium in one supplement. And I was taking that when I was training for my black belt, because it was very demanding training schedule. I don't currently use it, but I will, you know, it's kind of always there that we have it, um, for those more demanding training periods. So that's, that's a great one to check out. Um, if you're interested in, in what we talked about today.
1: Yeah, Naomi's another one that uh, we'll look forward to having her on the podcast, but she's um, she's a, a wonderful doctor in person and and really is invested in people's health and training and nutrition and uh, she's been a big part of our culture and our community and helps so many of our athletes. So, I won't mind saying that if you want to help to support those that support us, you know, check check it out and do your own research and see because we're we don't we're not getting any kind Kind of affiliation we don't have you know we, we don't get any money for for promoting this we promote something when we believe in it and i do think that it's a good product and it's not full of crap all right
2: yes so thank you so much for listening today we hope you have a great week and we will talk to you guys soon
1: yeah man
0: Well, I feel healthier already, and the next time I'm at the grocery store, I'll at least have some better discernment on what is actually probably good for me and what is just a flashy label. And you know when you go in these types of stores, even like the health food stores where they have their... Quote health and wellness aisle, there are so many different kinds of supplements that it's really just overwhelming and they're all claiming to be the one missing piece from your life and everything's going to be perfect if you just take this one supplement. I don't like that. I find it very misleading and dishonest. And as a consumer, I do not like to be misled, especially with my past with supplements, how duped I was into buying so many different types of products that really, really weren't helping me. So I hope you now have some better information to make more informed decisions about what you are ingesting in your nutrition plan. Make sure you start with real food and then consider which supplements you may benefit from. Let us know which ones you like and which ones you have more questions on. We'd be happy to answer them. Email pendolaproject at gmail.com. Get in touch on Facebook and Instagram. Sign up for the newsletter. It comes out twice a month and it's full of awesome content. The Pendola's training app is free for however long this isolation lasts so hop on that as soon as you can and let me check my list yep that's it thank you for listening to this episode we'll talk to you next time